Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's podcast is all about how to set your price and the different factors you need to take into consideration. Setting the right price is finding a balance between what parents are willing to pay for your service and what you feel you are worth. Today, we'll go over five factors to consider when setting your price as well as a few other tips. The first factor you should consider when setting your price is the location where you will be teaching. Cost of services varies significantly depending on the location, typically because the cost of living varies. For example, the cost of living in a big city is different from a small rural town, and thus affects the cost of any services you hire. Think about where you are teaching. Is it densely populated or more rural? You should also consider what type of people are living in the area you are teaching in. Search online to find the average household income in your area. Areas with a high average household income could allow you to factor that into your price because people are able to spend more. On the contrary, if people where you live are making less money, they likely will not be able to afford more expensive lessons and you should adjust your prices accordingly. It's a good idea to do some market research to see what other teachers are charging in your area. You can find this information by looking at websites of different music schools, or simply calling or emailing other teachers personally to ask them for their rates. You should also consider what type of lessons you are offering and set your prices accordingly. Are you giving private lessons, partner lessons, or group lessons? The smaller the class size, the higher your rate should be per student. Also, consider if students will be coming to your space or whether you will be traveling to their homes. If you are traveling to students' homes, build in the cost and time of travel into your pricing. As a travel teacher myself, I have heard many different methods for calculating how much to charge for in-home lessons. Some teachers will charge per kilometer or per time traveled. Personally, I prefer to have one set rate no matter the distance I travel, as it makes invoicing and keeping track of payments a lot easier. When it comes to deciding how much to charge for a travel fee, consider the average amount of time you spend traveling to each lesson, as well as the cost of gas and wear and tear on your car. Let's talk a little bit about credentials. The credentials you've earned must be factored into the rate you are charging. Do you have a post-secondary education degree? Because the more you have studied and specialized in your field, the higher of a rate you can charge. If you had less formal education, perhaps a few years of private lessons, then your rates should be lower than those with a university or college degree. Of course, credentials are not the only thing that makes a teacher valuable. Many wonderful teachers have not had years and years of university-level training. When you are able to build a strong reputation and yield excellent results from your students, you will eventually be able to raise your rates to match those of someone with a higher level of education. That's where our next topic comes in, experience. Typically, the more experienced a teacher is, the more they can charge. If you're just starting out, you should plan to gradually increase your rate a little bit every year. Experience isn't just about the number of years taught, but what you are doing in those years. Some teachers will teach for 20 years using the same methods, yielding some good results from students, and that's fine. However, other teachers will strive to always be improving with professional development, researching new teaching techniques, and bringing fresh new ideas to their studios every year. If you feel like you are investing a lot of extra time and effort into improving your quality of teaching, and those results are showing through your students, you can consider increasing your rates. Another place where experience shows is the results your students achieve in exams, festivals, and competitions. 
If your students are earning high achievements in these areas, it's a sign that you are doing a great job as a teacher and you can increase your rates. Finally, let's talk about one of the most important things to consider in your pricing, the demand for your lessons. You could have all the degrees in the world and win big competitions, but if nobody wants to sign up for you for lessons, you are limited at what you can charge in order to build a studio. However, if the word has gotten out that you are an amazing teacher and you cannot keep up with all the lesson inquiries, then it's time to start a waiting list. At this point, the demand of your lessons has exceeded the supply and that's a sign that you can definitely increase your rates. Setting your price is important, but it's equally important that your students expect your prices to increase regularly. You should aim to increase your prices every year at minimum based on the rate of inflation. Otherwise, you're actually going to be earning less money every year. Some teachers get very nervous about increasing their prices as they are worried about upsetting their students. That's why it's important that students know from day one to expect these increases. The best way to do this is to build it into your studio policy. Michelle, how do you handle price increases? How far in advance do you let your students know? I send out an email about two to four weeks before the next school year. In this email, I let them know how my rate has changed and I ask them to look over the new studio policy. If they want to re-enroll for the next year, then they must sign the studio policy. Then I follow up in their upcoming lessons in case they have any questions or concerns. Our last piece of advice for today is not to start out with your prices too low or significantly under market value for your area. This is a bad idea for a few reasons. First of all, it undercuts what other teachers are charging and therefore brings the value of the service down overall. Second, you will be attracting the wrong type of students, the kinds that are looking for the cheapest option as opposed to a quality teacher. These types of students will likely be very reluctant to continue with you once you decide to raise your rates up to market value. Let's put this all together for a couple of scenarios. Michelle, I will tell you about a fictional teacher and you can tell me what you think they should charge for their lessons and why. Ready? Here we go. Melina lives in a big city where the cost of living is quite high. She has a Bachelor of Music and one year of teaching experience. In her area, there are a lot of teachers with Bachelor, Master's and Doctoral degrees in music with 10 plus years of experience. The average price for lessons in her area is $75 an hour. Teachers with more experience are charging $80 to $100 per hour, whereas less experienced and less educated teachers are charging $60 per hour. How much do you think she should charge and why? I think she should go with the average price of the area, which is $75 an hour, because she has the education and specialization but lacks the experience. And thus, the average price is a good middle ground. Yeah, I agree. She can start at the average price and then year by year as she gets more experience, she can gradually increase it. All right, now I will come up with a scenario for you, Leanne. David is a teacher with 20 years of experience. He taught in a big city for many years and has a full studio. He has a master's degree and has done a lot of professional development. He has sent many students to competitions and exams. When he lived in a big city, he charged $80 an hour. Now, he is moving to a small rural town and wants to set up a small studio. The cost of living is much lower and the average household income is lower in this new area. The average cost of lessons is $40 an hour in this new town. How much do you think David should charge? Hmm, that's a tricky one. I guess it depends on whether or not David wants to continue earning a full-time salary or is just looking to take on a few students. From the sounds of it, he is looking to slow down a bit. Based on his experience, 
he would definitely be at the high end of the spectrum for lessons in the new area. I would say he should set his rate at $60 per hour. It's above average to reflect his experience and expertise, but still appropriate for his new location. I agree, he should charge above the average. However, I don't know exactly how much lower the average income is in this new town, so something between that 55 and 60 is great. As you can see, there is never one right answer when setting your price because there are so many different factors to consider. Focus on setting a price that will build the studio that you want. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Remember that setting your price too low is just as bad as setting it too high. So do your research and think carefully when setting your price. Did you agree with our two scenarios? Let us know in the comments how much you think they should charge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!